Hello, listeners. Matt here. Hey, are you Pottern Family? Go on Twitter and search the hashtag Pottern Family or follow at Pottern Family to find a bevy of great podcasts, including this one. That's hashtag Pottern Family or at Pottern Family on Twitter. By the way, spoiler alert, this podcast will be talking about the most recent episode of the show that it covers. So if you're not caught up, come back when you are if you don't want to be spoiled. Don't worry, we'll be here waiting. Dedicated to the DC Arrowverse on the CW Network. It saved this city. A Flash and Arrow podcast. And now here's your host, Matt Murdock. Hey, welcome back to Save This City Podcast. We are back for another season of covering all of the CWDC television shows. That includes The Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow. It's all on the CW now. No going back and forth to CBS or what have you. Uh, this past week, we only had the episodes, uh, premieres of The Flash and Arrow. Season 3, Episode 1, Flashpoint for The Flash, and Season 5, Episode 1, Legacy for Arrow. So we'll be talking about those. And I just want to say up front, we're going to try and do once a week podcast. My touring schedule has gotten crazy. I have no idea whether I'm going to have time to podcast every week or not. Uh, But thank you for staying subscribed. Thank you for listening. My name is Matt Murdock. I am from SaveThisCityPodcast.wordpress.com. That's your one-stop shop for all things this podcast, like the back episodes, social media, contact links, and podcast app links. And if you could take the time to leave me a review on whatever podcast app you use, it's very helpful for me. It helps me stay more noticeable among the other podcasts covering these shows. It also helps me know what you like and dislike about this podcast, and I'll be thanking you in future episodes if you do leave a written review. In the meantime, that's all we have to say about the podcast. Unless you want to submit some feedback to me, feel free to send an email to SaveTheCityPodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet at SaveTheCityPod, or you can leave a voicemail by calling 314-669-1840. Let's get into talking about Flash. These are gonna. This is going to be a pretty quick hit podcast. I'm not going to be talking for a great long period of time. You've already gotten probably extensive breakdowns from other people. Just kind of my overview. And again, I've only seen these episodes one time this week, so um, some of the salient details may escape me, and you will need to write in to me and tell me what I got right and what I got wrong. Um, but uh, The Flash, Season 3, Episode 1, Flashpoint. It first aired on October 4th, 2016. It was a story by Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg with a teleplay by Brooke Roberts and was directed by Jesse Warren. Seeing Eobard Thawne again was fantastic. It's super cool to always see him. I do have to say, though, you know, with the, with the lack of Kavanaugh in this episode, I would have almost liked to have seen at the end we, we saw Eobard as as uh, Harrison Wells again. That would have been fun to see at the end. Because my thing is, is that something in this universe, even after Eobard goes back, something is different still. And uh, you have to wonder, did Thawne purposefully change some things? Because, you know, if he's a time remnant here, 
Um, maybe he did some things that make him not a time remnant anymore. And maybe that is what has caused the difference between this universe at the end and uh, the main universe that we know and the universe that most of this episode is in. It's all kind of confusing. There's so many universes now. That's the whole point of the Flashpoint storyline, I think, from the comics. But it still makes for things to be very complicated and somewhat uh, uh convoluted in a lot of ways but i can't help but feel like that whatever thawn may have changed to make it where iris and joe that thing obviously is different um he must have done something when he went back in order to ensure that he doesn't get killed and we'll have to see what that is does that mean that um our buddy thawn is going to return the cop thawn is going to return maybe that's uh what we're gonna get i don't have any idea but that does bring me to the question is it's really hard for me to invest in most of this episode because, you know, the whole goal is to get the old universe restored. And if that is the ultimate goal, then what happens in this particular universe doesn't really mean anything other than the drama of the moment. And I guess if you're into that, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but that's kind of what my general problem with alternate universe storylines is. It's like, okay, uh, this establishes that Iris and Barry across multiple universes seem to find each other. That's nice. But the only universe that we really care about that we want Barry to get back to is the one that he came from when he started all of this mess, right? So what does it matter how many different reactions he has with Iris's in different universes? Um, you have to do the whole peril thing, I guess, with the fact that he could lose his memory and be lost in that universe. Um, that would be, of course, I guess the reason why they did that. I, I don't understand why him using his speed makes him lose his memories faster, but oh well, maybe it's increased blood flow or something like that. But anyway, uh, it creates a peril, I guess, that Barry has to fix it right now rather than later. It, it still, it just seems like another one of those contrived things to give more peril to the episode. Um, but there were some cool things in this alternate universe, of course. You had Wally. Uh, I thought that that was pretty cool. But uh, And I really kind of like the explanation of how he became the Flash. I mean, if there is no Thawne going through the whole thing of, of Harrison Wells and all of that, then maybe there's no particle accelerator experiment, or maybe I, I just missed where there was a particle accelerator experiment because I don't understand where all these other metahumans are coming from. But at least as far as Wally is concerned, the lightning with the car and everything would mean that you wouldn't necessarily have to have a uh, particle accelerator thing to happen in order for him to become the Flash, even in our old universe. Uh, and so I kind of like that. Uh, as a possibility for the future once Barry does get everything back to being restored exactly as it was. Well, if he ever does, because, again, these alternate timeline universes, this allows Harrison Wells to come back, I guess. It allows all kinds of multiple things. It allows Thawne to, again, be alive instead of just a time remnant. So um, all kinds of possibilities there. It also makes it hard to invest in, in any of these characters as having any real peril because you just rewrite history if it doesn't work. Um, you know, it's like there's gonna, not going to be any finality to Thawne uh, because he can go back now, and I'm betting has gone back and has changed something to where he's alive. And I think that he is even the guy who uh, is talking 
um, to this other villain, the rival, this Edward Claris or whatever, who I I haven't looked up on the comics or anything, but I'm kind of looking forward to uh, uh, seeing where that goes since he's obviously going to uh, be in more episodes in the future. It looks like Barry's going to have to deal with him possibly multiple times, and I feel like that that is Thawne's doing as well, though to what end, I am not certain as of yet. As for Barry himself, I mean, there were some really touching moments for him with his parents, and, and that goodbye was really emotional. If you're into that kind of thing, um, yeah, you know, they did it perfectly. Um, and, uh, you know, having Iris, I guess, there as kind of the, the grounding point for him, that was that was really nice. Um, once again, the, I guess once we get to the end of this episode, it's going to be really interesting to see how this unfolds about what's going on between her and Joe, because um, I have no ideas about that. I'm going to be looking forward to the next episode on that. Some of our other characters, like Cisco and, and Caitlin, they were fairly non-existent, but it was cool to see that Cisco had all this money uh, that he was had turned into this really smart dude, and he had bought Star Labs, and uh, I loved all of that. There was one thing that I just love to ponder, and that is, since Caitlin doesn't seem to have anything to do with uh, Star Labs or anything when she's brought in, she's just a, a pediatrician, kind of, um, does that mean that she's never met Ronnie in this particular universe or I don't remember if they mentioned anything so it's one of those things where I just kind of wonder um, if there's no Ronnie guilt floating around in this universe the way there was uh, in the prior universe and I guess that's really all I have to say about Flash overall it was a, a pretty good episode I mean it wasn't a bad episode I'm not sure that I was quite as knocked out by it as as a lot of people, but I'm going to go like an 8.8 for this episode. I thought it was still very strong. Uh, Enjoyed the emotion of it. With that, we'll go to Arrow Season 5, Episode 1, Legacy, which aired on October 5th, and it was a story by Greg Berlanti with a teleplay by Mark Guggenheim and Wendy Miracle. It was directed by James Bradford, and... Man, the, the fight scenes in this episode were just incredible. All of the action sequences were really, really good. The way they're shooting this show for that stuff feels very comic book. There's some kind of little glitch in the camera. It stops and starts and stuff like that. I just love the way that accentuates the fighting. I thought that was super fantastic. But, of course, the shocker is that Oliver is back to killing. Or at least in this episode, and maybe he'll pull back now that he's gotten the speech from Thea, because I I love how that was the point of contention for Thea with him and whether she was teetering on coming back or not and how she couldn't deal with it anymore. I love the way that that reaches back to her battle with the bloodlust and, you know, the fact that she had finally was able to kind of overcome that and everything with whatever kind of magical assistance there was as well. But uh, she is so against Oliver killing again. That was a nice way to make her character come full circle in regards to that. So hopefully we won't have to hear much about that anymore. And you can still have her in the show because she's obviously Oliver's uh, chief of staff or chief of staff to the mayor's office. So there's no reason to lose her. So that was a good thing. Um, and bringing Paul Blackthorne back, bringing Papa Lance back, that was fantastic. I, I was destroyed when I saw that he had been drinking. That was a great way to start off where he is at. And hopefully by the end of the episode, it looks like he's starting to pull himself out of it. But man, he has. He's, he's lost one daughter to time, basically. And of course, he's lost Laurel. 
and when you had Oliver's speech with the at the statue and everything, and and those shots of Lance's reaction, Paul Blackthorne is just killing it in this episode. He's fantastic as usual. Um, some of the most emotional stuff, of course, around the the Laurel stuff, and also we don't have to wonder about what the promise, you know, that uh, Lor- Oliver made to Laurel is anymore. I got to admit, I was way off base with my speculations about what it was at the end of last season. Um, and this, of course, made sense for the theme of building a new team. Um, and you have, again, another Lance helping out with that selection of the team, finding all of those cops. The only thing that I didn't like about the, the Laurel scene itself was that, you know, during that episode where Laurel died, they had made it sound like she was stabilized and then suddenly there was some kind of complication and she suddenly died. Um, and in all of those scenes that we saw Laurel and Oliver talking in that episode, it didn't seem like she felt like it was the end or anything. She didn't feel like that. And this particular speech almost made it sound like a last breath, dying request kind of speech the way she was putting it. Um, so I, I didn't really care for that a whole lot, but I will just chalk it up to a nitpick and I chalk it up to maybe be in the way that Oliver sees what happened in those moments in his mind's eye in retrospect, you know, he's kind of looking at it through the lens of her having died. And so it probably seems a little more emotional and, uh, it, than it would have been if you were actually there in the moment which we, of course, were robbed of uh, during the episode where Laurel died. Speaking of the mind's eye, uh, the flashbacks. Um, now, if, if the show stays true to the format that they've presented so far in the first four seasons, then you would think logic would tell you that this will be the last year that we have flash fa- flashbacks, um, whether that'll be the case or not, or whether they'll say, oh, this whole year's only took three months, and the next year only took three months, you know, until they're done. I don't know. But so far, I actually like the subject matter of this particular set of flashbacks. I mean, it's obviously, it's still early. we got to find out where it goes and how ridiculous it goes. But the the Bratva storyline is, is one, I think, with a huge amount of potential. So I'm really looking forward to that. You know, even if the reasoning was to, you know, take care of this enemy of his friend from last year, that that promise, um, that seems a little weak to me. But I'm sure that there's going to be lots of, you know, great action uh, in the season ahead in regards to these flashbacks. And, and you have to think that we've been asking, you know, how did Oliver turn dark again? Because he really still hasn't turned all that dark. Um, and like the way that we see him when he first comes back from the island in season one. So we need to find, you know, how that transformation takes place. I've been saying this every season, but, uh, yeah, maybe the Bratva line is, is how we'll do that. Um, and hopefully, you know, we'll get to see Anatolia a whole lot. You know, I, I really like that character. Um, so I hope we get to see lots of him this year in these Bratva flashbacks. As for Felicity, um, I mean, her and Oliver, they seem to be pretty functional right now. I, I guess the team thing isn't nearly as much in question as I, as I thought it might be um, up until seeing this episode. Uh, I am having a little bit of trouble understanding why Felicity would be so receptive to Daddy Lance uh, helping out in selecting this new team and being around. 
Um, when you think about what he told Oliver about the, you know, his drinking is what made Felicity's mom uh, basically leave him and she's waitressing in Vegas. I mean, you would think that there, there would be some issues there between Felicity and Lance and there doesn't seem to be any, but I guess there's lots of time to address that in the future. Um, whether they choose to go down that road or not is a whole other storyline. Um, but other than really, you know, kind of towing the line of it's time for a new team, she really wasn't too much of a presence in this episode. Had the cool disarming the bomb moment. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, did like the fact that her and Curtis are, are working together now. And it looks like Curtis is going to be part of the team. That's pretty cool. I love Echo Kellum. So this will be a lot of fun to see what his journey is going to be. Uh, but it was in that pursuit of this wild dog thing. I'm not sure how that's going to play into future episodes, but um, I wouldn't think that they would have brought him up uh, if they weren't going to try and, and use him more. We'll just have to see. Um, but in the meantime, I guess Oliver does have his own kind of team of quote-unquote untouchables. Let's call him that. You know, He's kind of like become the Elliot Ness uh, to work with him now. Though there is one less one than we had before because who the heck was that dude at the end i mean that was scary my first inclination was malcolm merlin but i don't know uh i haven't looked on the comic side as as i said before to, to see uh, if i can guess who any of these characters are but um pretty badass there at the end and i can't really wait to find out more about that character plus this whole Tobias Church storyline is going to be keeping popping in and out, at least for the first half of the season, you would think. So um, it's going to be a fun villain season ahead, I think. And I really loved uh, Coleman in The Walking Dead as Tyrese. So I'm looking forward to seeing him in more episodes. That's going to be great. And I guess the final thing to talk about with uh, with the Arrow this week is, is the Diggle thing. Evidently, he's back in the service somewhere. He's across the seas and whatever. It seems kind of convenient that Arrow, that uh, Oliver can just, you know, call him up on Skype. Um, but because uh, they, they had good covers to bring, you know, like Lance back, that the whole thing with, uh, you know, the drinking and, and um, with Felicity's mom, that works. Um, and they have, of course, the good reason to keep Theo around with the chief of staff position. But Diggle doesn't really fit in anywhere. And I hope that they find a way to bring him back into the fold without being, you know, the the end of an episode Skype call once in a while, um, you know, for Oliver to remain grounded. They need to find a, a better way to involve him in the episode. I, don't, I haven't even looked to see if he's part of the main cast this year or if he's just going to be a guest star. So um, maybe it is the fact that, uh, I, I mean, again, you'd have to let me know, is the actor officially part of the cast or not? I'll look at the credits next week, I promise. I've just been uh, so busy with touring and everything. But overall, again, I really like this episode as well. I'm going to go 8.9 for Legacy. And uh, that was, uh, you know, a really good episode. Good promising starts to the season. We'll see how quickly they deteriorate. <laughs> Both shows deteriorate as we go along, if at all. You know, I'm always hopeful that they won't. And uh, that's going to be it for the reviewing. I have one email that I need to share with you all. And that's next. feedback your thoughts on this week's episodes hey we got an email from gary during the hiatus and i wanted to share it with y'all he said i just found your show looking for new pods to enjoy and i have to say great work to matt and crew 
I'm a podcaster as well. I co-host the Walking Dead podcast, so I try to keep an eye out for new shows on topics I enjoy. If you're interested, I'd love to come on and chat sometime or cross-promote somehow. I don't get to talk much DCTV on my show, or anything else for that matter, haha, and your tone seems like it would mesh really well with us. Thanks for your time anyway. Have a good one. Uh, thank you, Gary. And um, man, my schedule, I, I'm going to try and do weekly podcasts, but right now I just, you know, different times I'm going to be, you know, riding around going from one gig to another. And I just can't honestly promise that I'll get a weekly content and it's really hard to schedule a recording time, but I will try and get back to you. Um, I'd love to have you guys on to talk about it sometime. And I want to have Donald, of course, and Camille back to talk more extensively about the shows as well and we'll have one of those coming up for you hopefully just as soon as we can figure out how to do it and when to do it uh, in the meantime next week we've got season three episode two paradox from flash and season five episode two the recruits from arrow and uh this week also supergirl and legends of tomorrow uh premiere so we'll try and include some discussion of that next week and thanks for listening. Again, save this city podcast at gmail.com or you can call 314-669-1840 or you can tweet at Save This City Pod. If you have any feedback for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. This is Matt. Thanks for listening. Take care. Find all back episodes and all contact links at savethiscitypodcast.wordpress.com. If you have feedback, you can leave a voicemail by calling 314-669-1840 or send email to savethiscitypodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at savethiscitypod. Please leave the podcast a written review on whatever app that you use. <laughs>